All right, shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all joining us for this episode of the Coma Man, a quick addition for our family members. Big ups to the great Saint Thank Tank. Much love to the entire Who That Nation. Appreciate y'all being with us for this quickie stream. And this is pretty much, uh, we'll cover a lot of this on our Patreon show tonight, patreon.com forward slash the ProBedia Network. For information about that, you can check at the link in the description section below. It links to our link tree and gives you all of our links for merch and everything else. But anyway, shout out to the fan. Appreciate y'all being with us in this live stream. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day as we get covered in some of the latest news for the black and gold. This broke a couple hours ago about the Saints parting ways with three assistant coaches. This is the um, release from the New Orleans Saints website. As Dennis Allen announced that the team has parted ways with offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael, senior assistant, offensive assistant Bob Bicknell, and wide receivers coach Cody Burns. And of course, they said, I would like to thank Pete, Bob, and Cody for their service to the New Orleans Saints 10 to this coaching staff. This is Dennis Allen talking. These types of decisions are never easy to come to, but are necessary as we move forward. I would especially like to thank Pete for his contributions to the staff for 18 seasons. I have a tremendous amount of respect for the job he's done as a colleague. Now, with that being said, there we was anticipating guys getting fired. But, you know, this is an attempt to appease the Who That Nation. Uh, basically, Carmichael is a crash dummy. He's a, um, a scapegoat. He's a scapegoat for what's going on with the team. So if he's an scapegoat, what's going on with the team, uh, we know that ultimately the key measurement, the key person that's supposed to be fired is the head coach. But this is an attempt to appease the Who That Nation. We understand that. Uh, so moving forward. This is uh, from their website. They've already moved some of these guys off the coaching staff. You see Dennis Allen is the head of the snake. He's the guy that's supposed to be fired. Ronald Curry is, uh, is still a part of the team. Ronald Curry is still here with Joel Thomas, offensive line coach Doug Marone, tight ends coach Clancy Barone, and offensive assistant Jari Evans, along with Kevin Petrie, Jordan Trailer, uh, DJ Williams, Kevin Carberry, and Mike Martinez. This is a part of these. This is the official website showing you uh, the New Orleans Saints current offensive coaches. Now there was news reports on Joel Thomas being a guy that the, that the was being interviewed for the same position elsewhere. Uh, we'll see as that as that continues to continue as we get through the playoffs. Ronald Curry was a guy that almost lost that left last year, uh, but he is holding in his position currently as passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Now, as this is being bantered about also just to, just to Detroit this set, just is something that Mike Thomas tweeted around the same time, all this happened just to throw can't guard Mike. And they said, people who accept mediocrity don't like high achievers and high achievers don't like people who accept mediocrity. If you're going to talk about setting the bar, you must be willing to hold the bar. So that's Michael Thomas dropping a little side game there. But going into who is the next coordinator uh, likely to be with Pete Carmichael now gone? He's dismissed. Who's up next? Well, this is NOLA.com's interpretation. Shout out to them. Ronald Curry, Saints quarterback's coach. Curry would make sense if the Saints choose to promote from within. The coach has been well-respected by the quarterbacks he's worked with. He's been seen as a potential coordinator for some time. Last year, he interviewed with the Buccaneers for their vacant offensive coach uh, coordinator position, a job that ultimately went to Dave Canellis. Now, promoting Curry would allow Car a car to build off the strides he made in his first year with an offense, as well as maintain a familiarity for the group. 
this is interesting and intriguing. It makes all the sense in the world to have a curry there. And it's, you know, and like we've said, and fa family members said this astutely over several different weeks during the season, like the saints are turning into the Los Angeles saints. I mean, or the, 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 the new Orleans Raiders, however you want to phrase, it, I think new Orleans Raiders sounds about right. This is what's going on. De Dennis Allen came here and he's bringing a lot of his Raider cohorts along with him. He brought his damn quarterback here from the Raiders as well. And you've seen a lot of, uh, Curry, who is, who has Raider leanings as well. And then, of course, who I really think is going to be the guy is this guy, John Gruden. The Saints are known to have interest. Sources told the Times Picayune's Duncan that New Orleans Brass had dinner with Gruden in Tampa late in the season. And the Saints have been open to the idea of bringing in the embattled coach for the offensive role. The former Raiders coach resigned back in the fall of 21 when his racist, excess, his racist, sexist and homophobic emails he sent as an ESP and announced a leak to the media, but he has since attended the training camp as a non-paid observer and has been around the team several different times. This is one of the pictures that John Gruden took on his last visit here with the Saints. And of course, the Saints kept him, you know, away on the other side of the practice for, for, for field. Uh, they did take several pictures of John Gruden. For whatever reason, he was decked down in Saint attire. I, I just, he wasn't a, and that was something like, why is he in St. You, you have a shirt on. That's one thing, but you got the shirt, the hat. Hell, he probably had the underwear on. You never know. But this was incrementalism at its finest. They were kind of leaking this to you. There was no need for him to be decked down like that. He could have came in his regular gear. But this is, like I said, this is what they're looking for. Gruden runs an offense with largely similar concepts to, concepts to the Saints, perhaps just as importantly. He's worked with Carr before. Now, Carr had arguably his best season as a Pro Bowl under Gruden when he threw for over 4,100 yards, 27 touchdowns, nine interceptions, with a career-high 101.4 passer rating in the year of 2020. How about John Gruden's brother, Jay Gruden? Jay Gruden's brother, John, was a candidate for the offensive coordinator back, in, back before Carmichael was made the primary play caller in 22. Would the Saints be willing to go down that road again? Jay Gruden has been out of the league since the end of the 2020 season when he served as the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville for just one season. Prior to his league, his Jaguars tenure, Gruden coached the football Washington football team for five plus seasons. He was fired after five games in 2019, but his offense excelled at passing. He spotted as an above average passing offense in his first four years. Both Gruden's in New Orleans, I don't know. And of course, there's a couple other really good names. Clint Kubiak, the son of Gary Kubiak. Y'all know who Gary Kubiak. He's the guy that uh, Coach Payton beat out for the, well, not beat out for the Saints job. Because really, they wanted Kubiak first and Sean second. And when they started talking money, Kubiak was out of the price range of the Saints. And that's how it ended up happening. But Kubiak's son, could he be an interesting candidate for the offensive coordinator position? Uh, working with Kyle Shanahan and San Fran, Kubiak comes from a scheme that is vogue around the league right now. Shanahan's teams are known for their creative rushing attacks that rely on outside zone concepts in motion while incorporating a good mix of play action. Kubiak also has a previous experience as an offensive coordinator. He held the role for one year with the Minnesota Vikings. Greg Olson, the Seahawks quarterbacks coach. Olson has experience with both Carr and Saints coach Dennis Allen, whom both were with the Raiders. Olson has also served as an offensive coordinator in plenty of spots, including Detroit, St. Louis, Tampa Bay, Oakland, Jacksonville, and Las Vegas. The 60-year-old could also be in need of work as the Seahawks mutually parted ways with Pete Carmichael, uh, excuse Pete Carroll, excuse me, last week. After three seasons as um, uh, Shane Waldron is the next man up. 
from this, the Seahawks offensive coordinator after three years with the Seattle team. Waldron could be in demand this offseason. The Bears requested to interview him after firing their offensive coordinator. He's also credited for helping resurrect quarterback Geno Smith's career. How about that? Waldron spent time under coach Sean McVay as a passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the Rams. Mike McCarthy, I'm not going to even interest, entertain that. Eric Bieniemy, we damn sure ain't going to entertain that. Arthur Smitten, hell to the no, 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 no. So anyway, this is a few ideas right here for the Saints in terms of who are who's going to be the new offensive coordinator for the team. What do you guys think? Y'all put it in the comment section. What would be the proper coordinator in you in your minds? Who would be the proper guys there to kind of take the offensive reins now that Pete Carmichael, Cody Burns, and Bicknell have been fired? Don't understand what the Cody Burns issue was. I don't get that part. I thought Cody Burns was a very good up-and-coming young wide receivers coach. I don't understand why he is fired unless whoever their potential offensive coordinators coming in has a guy for that position and perhaps for the positions of the guys that were fired. You see? So we'll know that, and it probably won't take that long before we figure out exactly what's going on. But if it's if it is John Gruden, and a lot of word on the street that it is John Gruden, that they simply cleared the field for, for him to come in as an offensive coordinator. This is all in the mind. This is all being done for Derek Carr. Carr wants him here. I've said that before. This is not, this is all a Derek Carr emotion and move. Carr wants Gruden to be here, which is a plus because I think Gruden has accountability. He could help. Now there's some negative there. It's a lot of negative there. Negative is what happened with his emails, all the stuff that he said that has to be rectified. The issues that he's currently suing the NFL behind such emails that leaked that he believes that all of the 65,000 emails, those that group of emails got leaked, damaging him. There were a lot of other people in those emails. None of them seen the light of day. He's suing Goodell currently. So how is that going to look? So whatever has to happen has to happen between Goodell and Gruden that has to be cleared away before anything could happen potentially with the saints, all this litigation with the NFL, him saying he's going to burn the house down. He has a vendetta against Roger Goodell. All of this is a part of the mixture there. If John Gruden is a real thing, or perhaps the saints go in a different direction with somebody else and bring Gruden in as an assistant. There are a lot of stuff going on here. Perhaps we'll see what's going on, but, it could be they, they make a great point about John Gruden. A lot of people believe it's that. But it, it could be a Gruden, could be Jay Gruden, could be both of the Grudens together. You never know with the Saints. All right. So anyway, all right. All right. Marlo says uh, Kubiak. OK, thank you, Marlo. Shout out to you, bro. Appreciate your big ups to you. Bible Full Coast says, well, you know, Gruden's the guy, Q. He already signed. <laughs> I don't know if he signed the contract yet, but, you know. I don't think he signed the deal yet. Like I said, it's stuff going on. It's not an easy hire, you know, right now because of the litigation that's tied to the NFL. And it's nasty. Gruden is threatening to take Goodell down and burn the house down. He don't care about the money. And the NFL is trying to get the case moved from court to arbitration where the top arbiter is Roger Goodell. So how that play? What kind of see you trying to set up a kangaroo court scenario where Whatever information that Gruden has is damaging if the NFL is prodding the court to kick it into arbitration so that they can handle it and suppress the data and ultimately 
uh, you won't know what's going on because it'll be handled behind closed doors. That's their major concern that they don't want whatever's going to be public. And I would, I really wish it to stay right where it is because perhaps it's something because if the guy did do that releases those in uh, those emails, Goodell going down because he lied about it in public on litigation. He doesn't deny it. Just to be honest with you, he says on in public that he didn't have nothing to do with it, but in litigation, he doesn't deny it. Even Gruden made mention of that. So anyway, It'll be interesting to see how things are going to shake and go as far as that front with John Gruden, because it's not as simple as just hiring him. We'll see how it goes as they do remove Pete Carmichael, who we know they have to give the who that nation something. You know, after failure two couple of years, you cannot not fire somebody. Me personally, I didn't think they was going to do it. I didn't think that it'll be motivated to do anything in terms of switch up the offense. But then again, if you think about it, this is what a backstabby coach would do. He would let somebody else take the sword while he survives another day. He will offer up Pete Carmichael on the sacrificial table to save him for another year. But your time's coming. You can play all you want. Your time coming too. All right. So anyway, shout out to the fam. All right. Uh, uh, Falk Ju says, uh, Kellen Moore would be a great outside the box candidate. Moore and Carr know and played, each, played against each other in college. It will mush well pretty quick. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you for that commentary. Brother Gundam says, Gruden is a distraction. We don't need the drama. Saints would have a lifetime target on their heads. Okay, thank you, fam. Appreciate you on that. All right. Brother Gundam also says, Ronald Curry. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, man. Uh, Trey says, do not be fooled, family. This is not a good direction. All right, there you go. All right, JT, what's up, bro? Says, football is a, it's a setup league. Okay. Argentina Dogo says it doesn't do any good until the organization does what the supporters are demanding. Yes, indeed. I agree wholeheartedly with you, fam. They can't ignore you. They can't ignore you. All right. T-Mama says they want to. Okay, thank you. Appreciate you, T-Mama. Much love to you. It's good to see you out there. All right. Uh, we wish we would get Pete Carroll. <laughs> you go from Pete to Pete. Pete Carroll. Not Pete Carmichael. I got you, fam. All right. Uh, thank you. Jamie says the rest of the league's going to have to get tape on the Saints office for the first time in 15 plus years. That's a very interesting take. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. I'm trying to say thank you, thank you very much. All right. Thank you. And also shout out to Derek, man, for gifting a membership to one of the family members. Thank you, Derek. Appreciate it. It's going to look interesting going forward, and it's most concerning. We'll see because a lot of it is tied to these moves are tied to appeasing Derek Carr, $150 million quarterback. It's an attempt to appease Carr. We know that the Saints are locked into Derek Carr over the next several years. A big problem with the Saints was the offensive line. Um, a higher problem with the Saints was mismanagement of its resources and assets, its players, uh, all of that, just mismanagement. Um, if they don't improve there, I don't improve. I don't think the Saints get very far because a lot of the problems that are tied to the team is at a managerial and head coach level, meaning they're lacking what's needed to compete at that level. Like you got to have some smart people operating there who's not afraid to address things. And these guys, they run too much, man. I'm going to be honest with you. I, these guys run too much and they 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 are too non-accountable. You know, when you hit people with the stats and you talk about things that's going on, the they don't want to face it. 
They only want to see the team in their own light and not in the light of what it really is. They are too, they're too blind, too uh, tunnel visioned, too old school, too fossilized to really believe that they have what it takes in today's world, today's NFL to have success. And that is the issue. All right. So anyway, yeah, they too, is it, they too focalized. Like if you're going to go up against some of the better teams in the NFL, especially in the NFC, you're going to have to have a, a head coach that understands he don't have to be perfect, but he has to be accountable. He has to be a disciplinarian. He has to be attention detail centered. He has to be focused on that. And if he can do that, which this guy doesn't have that ability, he, he is just what it is. That's why you lose to teams, the, 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 the better teams. You can't beat nobody with a good record. You can't beat good teams. It's an attention to detail factor. It's not a talent issue. Saints have all the talent in the world. They've always had the talent, but it's mismanagement at the general manager level and at the head coaching level, especially at the general manager level when he had all the power of the day to do everything during the season to prevent the Saints from going into not making the playoffs, and he did nothing. He sat on his ass and made excuses and lambasted people when they challenged him to do his job. We challenged him, and now they're all failures, and we were right the whole damn way, the whole season about what happened with this team because these two people at the top of the team aren't doing what they're supposed to do as in terms of accountability perspective. So you fire Pete Carmichael, you get rid of Cody Burns and Bicknell to bring in other people, but Dennis Allen is on the hook too. Dennis Allen is the guy. We're still looking at Dennis Allen. We're still looking at you. All right, Marlo said, I think Pete Carroll is in better shape than McVay. The man's still sharp. Yeah, Pete Carroll a, is, is, a, is a very good uh, uh, coach. Donald says, I think the Saints need to get guys like Brady, the enemy, Kubiak, Anthony Lynn, Hugh Jackson, Todd Haley, Mike LaFleur, Wizenhunt, Clint Kubiak. These guys would do nice. Those guys would do nice. They would do nice. We need younger blood at the general manager level, too. Hopefully that is something that somebody above Mickey Loomis could make the call on. Because he obviously doesn't know when to step out of the way because he's holding the team up with his bad decision making. We need a fresher mind in there, like a Kai Harley. We need him to be in there because he does everything he does anyway. We need to change some stuff up here, man, for real. We can't have these same old fuddy-duddies around here sucking up air and checks. It's about progress and making things shake in the new NFL. We don't need fuddy-duddies who are ignorant and hard-headed and have an elitist mentality toward people when they're trying to tell them to do their damn job because the team is failing and you're failing. You know, we don't need that. All right, so anyway, um, Trey says uh, the captain and co-captain of the ship have no sense of direction. Greg says, Q, are you going to do a mock? Yes, I am, Greg. Thank you for asking that. Also, at this point, do you think we move pinning inside? I don't, bro, I really don't want to see pinning at a guard position. I think pinning can play the tackle position. And I said that before, when they drafted pinning, you can ask the family members, Put one in the chat if you uh, uh, um, annoyingly kept hearing me say this over and over again, that Penning shouldn't be playing a left tackle position. He shouldn't. And he crashed and burned so bad last year that the team was bringing in people from the practice squad to play and Penning was sitting up there healthy. And he was an active, he was an active scratch. Most like they totally lost confidence in Trevor Penning, didn't allow him to regroup and gain himself back even toward the back end. They just shelved him and shoved him down the farthest hole on the active roster they could find. And that's where he was at. Everybody got an opportunity. So, I mean, the way they handled it was messed up because it, it was their fault. A lot of it was their fault because they didn't put the player in a position to be successful. 
It threw him in a position that he wasn't ready for. I seen it. How did they not see that? How did they not see that? So now he has to regroup. So I don't think he should be a guard. I think he should play tackle, right tackle. And I've been saying that, and we'll see if they do it. But I said it. I was right on that. I was right on a lot of stuff. I wasn't right on everything, but God damn it, uh, it ain't hard to tell. You can look at the guy and see that that tackle, that left tackle position wasn't right. Gundam says, Q, uh, do you think we'll see a potential high octane? I have no idea, bro. If it's John Gruden, you, you should see something. You should see, because John Gruden, despite all the email stuff, the stuff with the NFL, it's a lot of stuff tied to that move. But it seems like it's going to happen because Derek Carr wants him to be here and Derek Carr gets what he wants. He gets especially from Loomis and Dennis Allen. He gets what he wants. So if it is indeed Gruden, that's the negative side about it. All the stuff we we used hearing about the emails, the other side, the football side about it does. It actually makes sense if they can make it work. They didn't clear the lane now for John Gruden to walk right into the offensive coordinator position and probably an assistant head coach trophy. You know how that happens. But in the end, what I'm saying is he, he brings the intangibles that we're talking about, at least to the offensive side of the football. He brings discipline. He's attention to detail. He's uh, an alpha dog. So they'll have an attitude. They'll play with an attitude. And John Gruden will call you out. He does do that. And he's the only, I ain't going to say all them other guys, they're they they they're not going to step on nobody's uh, toes or whatnot. But John Gruden comes in. If he's the guy, he comes in with a Super Bowl ring. He comes in um, with the trust and respect of the $150 million quarterback. He comes in with all of the intangible stuff that we talked about before that the offense is lacking. The team is lacking pretty much comfortably. Now, does he headbutt with Dennis Allen? Absolutely not. It'll be the same interaction as you've seen with Arthur Smith versus Dennis Allen at the end of the game. He'll try to grab his stomach. Both sides of his stomach say, calm down, John. We're on the same team. <laughs> Get your goddamn hands off of me. <laughs> Get your damn hands off of my stomach. What's wrong with you, man? You know, that kind of stuff. But anyway, it's just, I have absolutely no idea, dude. I really don't, Brother Gundam. I don't know how that's going to to, to work, but I think that it, there will be no headbutting because all of the headbutts, you got to have somebody that's willing to headbutt. And that other guy, the janitor with the sour mop, is not going to headbutt anybody. Let me tell you something. It's just not going to play. Brother Devon says all he said was like the direction the team is going. Jamie says uh, Pete Carroll is working in Seahawks front office right now. Oh, is he? All right, DJ Field Cole, shout out to you, John. Shout out to you. I told y'all this was the only move they were going to make to try to make you guys happy. Disgusting. You guys been telling them what they need to do, and it's logical, but they still do. The minimum. You can put that on your fantastic general manager slash vice president of football operations, the mighty Mickey Mouse himself, Mickey Lomas. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Somebody's, my ears are smoking. Somebody's talking about me. Oh, yeah. Oh, you guys like the move, right? Pete Carmichael. Hey, listen, let me tell you, um, Pete's gone. Right? And we just had to move on. And we love Pete. And I would appreciate his 17, 18 years of service, you know. And fortunately, you know, and, um, and it didn't work. Well, you know, I, I was uh, working diligently during the year to make sure everything is working. And at the end of the year, we fell. We're not happy about that. Uh, you know, and um, unf unfortunately, I will give a shout out to Pete Carmichael and uh, Cody Burns and uh, uh, Big Mel and all those guys. We thank you for your service and uh, hope you guys uh, I will buy the plane ticket to go right to Sean Payton. I mean, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll cut you a check at the end of the year and I uh, hope you uh, Saints people out there are happy. 
we did this because it was the right thing to do. And um, we're going to build a team for it and we're going to win. We're going to turn it all the way around. Now, listen, you can't deny progress. You were seven and 10 two years ago. You're nine and eight this year. That means that we won more games than we did the previous year. That's progress. Okay. So the next move is playoffs. You know, I'm not going to guarantee that, mind you, but, you know, I, you know, it's all right. You're going to be okay. You know, and that's what it is. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Will says, uh, I don't know who the offensive line coach is, but whoever it is that I know, William, shout out to you, brother. Yeah, Lawrence. Because let me tell you something, man. That was, this is something when I heard that, I was like, where is the offensive line coach at? <laughs> where is he at? And getting fired. You know, where is his ass at? The offensive list, this guy right here, this guy, Doug Marone. It's this guy. This is the culprit here, the, the leader of the offensive line. This guy, old Dougie Marone, old Dougie P. Marone. That's no, man. No, he was a guy for a while. We were saying, why isn't his job? Why he ended up out of here? You know, what's going on there? But they chose who they chose. I was still waiting to say, okay, who else you got? You know, who else you going to put right there? What's up, Colorado? Shout out to you. Ultra Remo says, Q, well, well, I know I don't know, bro. I don't know. What was up with the Cody Burns thing? I thought Cody Burns was doing really well. People loved Cody Burns. You've seen the maturation of those young wide receivers under Cody Burns. He helped A.T. Perry, Rashid Shaheed. Other guys was playing pretty decently when they got the chance, like Len Bowden Jr. Keith Kirkwood was solid when he was there. So the Saints, when their wide receivers, the young wide receivers were called upon, a lot of them guys succeeded. So I thought Cody Burns should be all right. There was no reason why Cody Burns should have gotten fired. I don't understand what that was. And the only thing I can and I could conceptualize is if it has something to do with the incoming new offensive coordinator having his own guy there. You see, I don't know. Raheem says, Q, let's go with Clint Kubiak, Gary Kubiak's son. Makes a lot of sense, bro. A lot, you know, like when you talk about Kubiak, if you like Slowick, you know, I think the Slowick's the offensive coordinator for the um the the is it the Texans? I want to say Slowick. Slowick is like a, a guy that comes from that tree, from that Kubiak tree. And a lot of offense, including the 49ers, are running that Kubiak style of offense. So just like you had popular, how popular Coach Payton's offense was, it was the same thing with Gary Kubiak, what he ran, you know, so that would be a very interesting mix the Saints have. I just don't know if that would exactly be where they're headed to uh, in terms of making that call. But, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I don't know. Uh, Kev says, why Cody Burns getting <laughs> because the QB don't look at the recovery? Yeah, I know, bro. Uh, I, I don't understand that. And uh, perhaps when they start, when they do the press conferences, we'll find out why Cody Burns got. I can understand Pete Carmichael or even Bicknell who's the offensive assistant. I don't understand what Cody Burns got to do with any of this. Cause when I seen, I was like, why is Cody Burns? Why did he lose his job? Like, you know, and why not the rest of these guys that wasn't doing what they were supposed to do? Why didn't they lose their damn jobs? You know? So it's an interesting question. I'm pretty sure most of this will come out. Brother tragic says, Mickey, uh, Hey Mickey, we, why we draft the guard, but play him at center, draft the center and he plays guard. Draft the tackle to play guard. <laughs> well, hold on now. Hold on, try to kill hold on. See, I, I really didn't want to come up here because I knew you guys were going to try to ask me some toughies. Well, listen, let me tell you, 
I don't know nothing about that. That was Coach Peyton. You talked to Peyton on that. Now, he drafted those guys. He said he wanted them, and I went and did it. Don't you guys understand? I don't have a brain. I just do whatever they tell me to do. I'm a hell. I'm, I'm, hell, I'm starting to get frustrated. You know, you guys are blaming me for this, and it's the goddamn coach. You know, it's his call. And I, I you know, I, I, I did what the guy told me to do. You know, it's just, you know, I, you guys are amazing. All right, Marlos's car and loom and, and uh, Allen must have dirt on. <laughs> I got dirt on. Derek said they had they they had been had that conversation with Gruden as soon as they realized Carr wasn't catching on to the offense. Da is going to pull all his eggs, put all his eggs in the da basket, and the da going to put all his eggs on the dc basket. Thank you, Jace, uh, Jamie says I don't think they're done cleaning. Q, you could be right, Jamie. Shout out to you, bro. You could you could be right. They done. Hopefully they'll clean that janitor out of there too. Get him on up out of there. Oh yeah, toughies. Oh yeah, y'all y'all guys are here. Yeah. Y'all always come with the toughies, you know? Yeah, that's toughies. That's that's Mickey. That's Mickey's turn for tough questions is toughies. Slim says the old was a huge problem. Old line was a huge problem. Indeed, bro. Indeed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And, and Jamie, you're right. This could definitely be the case uh, that they're not done cleaning. Yeah, they got three announcements right there. We'll see exactly how it goes. Big J says, Q, did you see Elante's tweet? He summed it up. No, I did not. No, I did not see Elante Taylor's tweet. Give me a second. Let me see if I can pull up Alante Taylor's tweet. Give me just a second. I did not. Because Alante been having it real difficult. Okay, hold on here. Is it his pin comment? Is that the one you're talking about? Hold on, let me share it on screen. Is this the one that you guys are referencing? And thank you, Big J. Appreciate you for the uh, cash app, bro. Thank you. I mean, so kind. All right. Now, is this the one, the man in the arena? Is that the tweet that we're talking about here? Is that what it is? Or is it? Let me see. I don't know. Well, he did one a couple hours ago. Says whoever next. Okay. (laughs) Whoever's next. Feed the playmakers. We got plenty of them. Okay. Uh, He has this one here that says, uh, Kings and queens, we serve a patient God and a God who loves us abundantly and promises to never leave us nor forsake us. Step into whatever it is that may be holding you down or back with the full armor of God with truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and spirit. That's actually, that's really nice. But is it this one, the man in the arena? I don't know which one it is, bro, but is it the, yeah, just throw it in the chat. I I don't know which one it was that he sings. Okay, Big J say the one under it. Okay, whoever the, whoever, Next, who's ever next, feed them playmakers. We got plenty of them there. <laughs> okay. I can agree about that. I can definitely agree about that. All right. So anyway, with that being said, fam, listen, I didn't really want to do anything long. I'm going to be back a little later on to day on Patreon. We'll recap all of the news of the day with the Saints. We'll go over it and we'll cover most of that tonight on our Patreon special, our Patreon YouTube show. So if y'all want to pop in on join that, just hit the link in the description section below. It'll take you to uh, our Patreon, so you can sign up for Patreon or go to patreon.com forward slash the Pro Media Network or become a member of the stream or the show uh, via YouTube. And you can have access to all of the lot content that we've done through from Patreon uh, and our YouTube stuff for I don't know how many Tuesdays. It's been every Tuesday for some time now, so it's uh, it's a lot of content there. So if you want to help out the, the platform, you can feel free to do that as well. All right. Uh, a couple of more. RG says, uh, should they promote RC or outside for new ideas? I don't think it'll be Curry. 
I don't think that'd be it'll be anybody in beside of the building. I think uh we'll see what happens, bro. You know, it could be uh we'll see how real this this smoke is that they're reporting about John Gruden and whether or not because I know Carr wants him. But like I said, it's some stuff going on right there with Gruden in the NFL. He's suing them. And the Saints have done crazier things before in the past. And this could be something that they that just simply a move to open up space for John Gruden by canning Carmichael. And people can basically bet how fast it'll take Carmichael to find a job with Sean Payton. He'll probably have be a, a be with Sean Payton in Denver within a week time. That's the move. Get fired from here and run up under uh, Sean Payton. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much how it's going to go. We know that. But anyway, like I said, shout out to the fan. Appreciate y'all for being here, man. And we're going to pop back up on the Patreon stream. We'll dig into this a little bit more later on tonight. So much love to the fam. And I'm going to see y'all on the flip side. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.